Welcome to episode 11 of the Soulcast. We've got my friend Pat Stedman with us today. A lot of juicy relationship info and other stuff that's going to help you navigate your romantic and spiritual life. So I really enjoyed this. Hope you do too. Uh, without further ado. Welcome Pat Stedman, my friend and Twitter's leading dating and relationship strategist. Welcome to the Soulcast. Soul, it's good to be here. Thanks, man. Happy to have you. Very glad to have you. Um, so I guess just for the people listening, if you could maybe dive into a bit of what your story is and, and kind of what your thing is and, and where, how you got there. Yeah, sure. Uh, just just real quick because it's, uh, it's, it's a story told many times before, but yeah, I uh, didn't really know what I was doing with women. I, I had a, a very beautiful girlfriend in high school, but it kind of like happened, um, just happened on its own. And then when she broke yeah. up with me, it, inevitably, because I kind of felt in and over my head, yeah. I went down all like the pickup circle, etc. So I spent a long time in that world trying to learn how to attract women, pick up women. Um, and then it was, you know, very, very big change from in the beginning, a lot of the struggles by the end, you know, dating a lot of different girls, very often concurrently. And yeah. then I met my wife, we got married. And then so a lot of my focus has now been on deepening relationships as as well as all the dating stuff that i used to do yeah. so it's uh it's been a journey it's been about 11 years so awesome yeah i think it's almost a, a rite of passage that most young men have to go through or hopefully go through at some point is um having the the relationships that don't necessarily work out uh, and then kind of learning um where you might have gone wrong and and what to do right i, I feel like everyone you know hopefully everyone goes through something like that to kind of focus on what they want in relationships and, and how to work them out better. But not everyone does realize. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I, when I, when I get a book together and people have been saying, you should write a book, write a book, but I, I have to really wait. You know, it's like, you have to really wait for, to feel inspired to write a book. Like I got my yeah. master class and that felt really much in alignment, but um not quite ready to, to know what I want to write about that I feel like it's going to matter, but it's going to be dedicated to all, all of those women because I mean, they're the best teachers. They just know <laughs> so much about yeah. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, heartbreak is one of the biggest teachers as well. It's that first, especially when you're younger, it's that first kind of taste of the real negative emotions, I guess, unless you've had some kind of death in the family growing up, um, which I luckily didn't have. But that first heartbreak, it, it definitely feels like a, a big deal at the time. Uh, I have a lot of guys that message me and say, hey, man, going through my first breakup or, you know, I'm moving away. How do I get over a breakup? Um, so I guess I would like to get your opinion as well as, I have a few thoughts on it, but what do you recommend maybe for the younger guy who's who's had his first serious girlfriend and, and really maybe, you know, felt some some very strong feelings? Like, what would you say to those guys if they're going through a, a difficult breakup right now? I, I would, I think it's important to frame it as a rite of passage because guys who, when that happens to you, like almost every young guy who's really gotten something serious, I mean, they've had these delusions these fantasies of being being with her forever like it was going to work out like i remember with my first relationship i mean it, it was things were not going well right it was not yeah. like i wasn't i wasn't happy 
you know, but but mm. at the same time, I just, I, I was confused because I thought that we were just going to be together. Like, it just didn't make any sense to me that we weren't. And yeah. So, and so a lot of it was like a worldview shattering. And I think for a lot of young guys are like, they when this happens to them, they feel like it's some sort of, like, no one can understand what they're feeling like. Whereas, yeah. whereas really, it's like, no, this is a rite of passage. You know, this is just something that every guy goes through and congrats, like, now you're a man, you know? it's <laughs> Yeah, that is good. Kind of viewing it as a, as a learning lesson instead of, you know, the worst thing that's ever happened to you, which, you know, by the feeling of, of that definitely feels like one of the worst things that are happening to you. But yeah, it's not. It's definitely not the end of the world. And a lot of the time, the struggle or or kind of working through that pain can lead to internal self development and a better understanding of yourself, which I think is super important. And yeah, like you said, you bec- become more of a man the more you delve into your own psyche and and understand and look at yourself. Like maybe I wasn't that good in the relationship, and maybe I could have been more open or or done more or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that's important as well. Um, so I understand you're doing, um, your main role as a, as a coach is to advise people. What are the most common mistakes, I guess, um, that you see guys or girls doing? Uh, I know I don't really have much of a large female, uh, listener base at the moment, but, uh, yeah, interested on, on what you have to say about that. Yeah, well, I, I, okay, so my work with clients, it focuses on a lot of the deeper aspects of the psyche, and then we tend to bring it out from there into more tactical awareness. And so when we talk about the deeper stuff, we're really, like, I like to talk about it like strategy versus tactics. Strategy is, is your deeper mindset. And a lot of that has to do with unwiring beliefs. And a lot yeah. of those beliefs revolve around for guys, these like a lack of deservedness or self-consciousness. And I th- th- there's this element of putting women on a pedestal. And, you know, I hate to sound too generic at this point. Everybody really like that's yeah, a very common sort of pickup thing, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's very true, though. It's very true. And. One of the things that, especially for my client base, right? My client base is, I mean, they're they're guys who are who are doing well for themselves or who are on a really good trajectory, right? Yeah. Um, on other aspects of their life, because one of the things when when a guy comes to me, I mean, well, first off, if you know this is a professional business, so obviously you have to have some disposable income, but yeah. you know if they're not in good shape at all, I also tell them. You know, you have to, at the very least, like, be doing this concurrently. If they're in really bad shape, it's like, hire a trainer. Don't don't work with me yet. Yeah. Right? But this this sort of sense that women are above them in some way, and the truth is that objectively they're, I mean, they're, they're pretty much minimum, like, sevens, sort of, if you're to grade a guy. And a lot of them are, like, yeah. nines and tens. And so you have the situation... Yeah. It's like you are literally better than 90% of guys out there. Yeah, yeah. And But they just don't see their own self-worth and they don't really conceptualize that maybe. 
Yeah, you know, Jordan Peterson, he he had this whole thing going around. I think it's I think it's good. It's very based on like an evo, you know, evolutionary biology kind of background about and it goes back to the like eggs are eggs are expensive, like sperm's cheap sort of sort of yeah. thing. And I, I take issue with that to an extent. I mean, there's a really good psychologist, Roy Bumgardner, who's done a lot of work on on this stuff. And what he sh- shows is that men and women on a macro level are on average the same, but men have a much bigger band than women. So in the top, you're only going to see men pretty much. Men are going to excel in, in pretty much every field and they're going to have a higher IQ and they're going to be more talented. And they're also going to be like more likely to have mental illness, to be have genetic problems to be criminals yeah you the men are both tail ends of the distribution graph so you're getting the best performers but you're also getting the worst performers and the stupidest and it's that higher genetic variation that like you said you got to compete and that that means there's going to be a lot of high performers but also low performers and women kind of average around the middle more so a fatter a fatter uh, distribution plot exactly so this argument about sperm's cheap and, you know, eggs are expensive, like, isn't really true. It depends on where you're at. Because if, if your sperm is in, like, the top, you know, 10, 20%, then actually it's very expensive. And that the eggs... Valuable, kind of, maybe, would be a, a better word than expensive. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. It's more valuable, more valuable. Yeah. And, and so... <laughs> And you see this dynamic with women. It's like, well, what does she really have to offer? I mean, women are are wonderful, but the truth is a lot of women, you know, they just don't have a lot that's very interesting about them. Yeah. And if you look past the, the, like their image and how they, how they appear physically, then you can, you have to really judge them more. And I think it's really important when you, when a guy looks at a woman, it's like, okay, you're attractive. So you get an interview but you don't get the job like the job is a little bit more of a yeah exactly a deeper thing yeah so a a lot of it is that sort of macro reframing but then we zoom it more into the micro and that involves a lot of the the sort of standard um nuance about about game how to respond to situation but I find that tactically, it's not so much even really knowing what to do. And I think this is where a lot of coaches and whatever mess up, is that they'll teach people these little techniques and they'll teach people, okay, you got to respond in this way and do this. Or or maybe they'll even go a step deeper and say women respond to this. And that's good. But the main thing is being able to have an awareness of what's going on in the interaction. Because mm-hmm. if a guy can't see a where you guys are at, what is what is the energy between you and the woman? What's her level of, of investment, and what kind of girl is she? Then you're not going to actually have the awareness to sort of respond tactically. It's kind of like if you were to think of yourself in in combat. I mean, I mean, how are you supposed to determine? your tactics in the situation you can have a whole book of tactics right but yeah. are you just gonna throw one out there because you think maybe no you want to have reconnaissance right you have to be able to yeah. have intel so a lot of it's developing the ability to 
to figure that stuff out. Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting point. Um, I think the the pickup artist stuff uh, it has that's almost like the beginner's tactics and to say you know if she gives you this response then these three responses are a good thing to make you look cool in the situation but it, it can come across as very unnatural and it's sort of like a training wheels situation where you want to use those tools to kind of get into the game and make sure that you kind of understand why you're saying these things and then get into the real world and start to have the more meaningful connections. And that's almost like a training wheels to just get you in there uh, to then lead you. I think it's the best use of it anyway, is to use them as training wheels or whatever. But like you said, you're not gonna be able to cover those deep insecurities and those deep kind of internal states, which kind of launch the root of proper attraction. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because I went through the same thing and I like, you look up things like, why did my girlfriend break up with me or whatever? Um, or why am I fighting with my girlfriend? And, and you get these surface level answers, but I think there's, um, a lot of stuff behind the scenes that goes on, which takes a while to get to the bottom of. I mean, people just don't really want to want to do the work. Like they they want yeah. really cheap, simple answers to it. And look, I, and I get it for the you know for guys starting off and everything. Sometimes there can be some benefits just to have something to hang your hat on. But I I see a lot of guys get trapped in the fact that they they really just start to to to, to believe that if I just learn this one thing, then it's going to be better. It's like, yeah, man, like I'm still like I've been spending, especially this last month, I've been doing a lot of like my own deep work and the things that I've been uncovering are so ridiculously subtle, like they're so (laughs) subtle and yet they make these, these massive improvements and yeah, I mean, (laughs) I feel bad for guys who don't who don't do that but i mean frankly the results come accordingly every every guy who's yeah. willing to really like say okay i'm here to learn uh i know i know things are going to be good in the end but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep through the process i mean they always like everything always improved dramatically for them um so i would say yeah. probably the the hardest people to work with are the guys who just have a sense of uh they, they they almost won't really like they they don't have a, a sense of confidence in the process themselves and yeah. most of those guys won't even do coaching but you'll see some that are doing it but they're on but they're they'll keep falling into like catastrophizing like why is it so difficult for me it's never going to happen uh yeah and that's that's not good that's that's the the big thing that has to be broken yeah, no, no doubt. Um, so I, ha- I had a few things here. Um, one tweet that I remember that stuck in my my head from you that I just read. Um, I was talking about the impact of walking and you realizing how much more your mind works and, and your thoughts kind of generate and how you can sort things out um, through walking a lot. And, and I, was, I have definitely noticed the same thing. It's like, when in doubt, just go for a walk. It, just like a 15-minute walk. I try and do 10 minutes after every time I eat to promote digestion, but this is like an extra thing that it 
for whatever reason, you know, whether it's blood flow, whether it's all your muscles kind of moving together and that very natural human movement, it seems to have some kind of cognition benefit, uh, like all exercise, but that's so unique to walking, uh, in that you, you get ideas and things come up. So just, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think especially when it comes to when you're in nature, it's, yes. Yeah. There's something really, really natural to it, and even if I don't go for like a full walk, like right now, due to all the quarantine stuff, I mean, I, I was living in New York City, and I've I've left the city. I mean, we still have our apartment there because we got a, a big reduction in the end, but yeah. Um, I mean, the city sucks at the moment, so there's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can imagine, man just a little digression i mean new york city is all boarded up everyone's like freaked out wearing masks nothing's open so it's not really like a yeah. fun place to be like we'll spend a night or two every two weeks but yeah uh so no, I- especially with all the lockdown and things like there's like you said there's i mean you have central park which is great but not that big area of nature that you might otherwise need yeah, especially I mean, now. The, the reason to be in New York City is because of the energy. The energy normally is it's this really aggressive, masculine energy. I mean, really, it's a, it's a very masculine city, in New York. Um, yeah, and there's just always so much stuff to do. And but yeah, without any of that, it's like it's like it's like a castrated guy. You know, it's like there's just nothing. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. to look at, right? So, um, okay. But yeah, so when it comes to, to the walks and stuff, so so I'm not in New York right now, and I'm at my, my parents' house. My wife and I are at my parents' house in South Jersey, which is much more bucolic and a huge garden. Like, I spent seven hours yesterday just doing gardening, which was another amazing... It's just That's nice. Unbelievable. But yeah, but yeah... I'll go for walks through all these different towns and it's it's also fun because it's like there's an exploring aspect to it. Like, oh, I don't know the street, what's going on here? And I mean, one, it's a good it's a good opportunity to to listen to things like, you know, Soulcast, right? <laughs> yeah, well, if you're into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but it's also just even, you know, turn it off the the audio. And yeah, just ideas flow like there's it's kind of like an active daydreaming. Yes. You you get lost in the movement, it becomes automatic after a while and then your brain can kind of just whir in the background and and things will pop up and yeah, I mean it's 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 funny that you mentioned that about the nature is like maybe it's also being in nature and getting that that good quality air as well as performing the actual movement itself. I think it was um, Niche that said, never trust a thought made indoors. So, yeah, there's there's definitely something to that, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, children seem to be so much smarter about these things than adults get into as well, <laughs> I feel. If we acted more like kids, I feel like we'd be a lot happier in general and healthier. Yeah, the other thing is um, about the walking, especially barefoot. Barefoot is uh, the, you know, you've seen those acupressure mats that are like to stimulate blood flow and things, um, which people step on inside their, inside their houses. But you know what a free acupressure mat is? Just walking across terrain outside and little sticks and stones that'll get into the nooks and crannies of your foot and kind of release those inner foot muscles that don't necessarily get stretched or anything. So that's an added benefit of going actually barefoot. I know that there are barefoot shoes, which I also think are very good, especially if you're running on, you know, you, you do need a little bit of, uh, on like a long walk. It's just, just beneficial, but that barefoot shoe itself provides a very thin layer of rubber between you and the actual ground. So you can still see, feel all the bumps and grooves and that's, a much uh, more natural way. Like normal shoes feel weird to me now that I've worn them for so long. They feel like just, you know, they feel like what they are. It's just like these big clubs of, of material on the end of your foot and your balance is a little bit off and things. Yeah, a, a lot of them have like elevation in strange places too. So it's like they're, it, yeah. you can definitely feel how, I mean, some shoes are better than others, but you can definitely feel that you're not walking the way you, we're meant yeah. to walk. Thank God we don't have to wear high heels. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're into that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I still like girls wearing it. So I'm not, I'm not trying to push that narrative. Um, yeah. But true, it is, true, true. It is true that it's not, it's, it's difficult stuff. It can't be good for them to do no, that. No, it's impressive. <laughs> there's a lot of girls too like girl, a lot of girls from eastern europe and from uh latin america i mean they they learn how how to wear heels they wear heels like regularly since they've been like 15 yeah so they get and for everything as well real naturals with it yeah all right um i think one of the main things that i wanted to touch on in terms of attraction i guess is that the the idea that the attraction becomes much more intense and, and natural when you show your true self, right? And so this is me. This is what I like. This is how I want to spend my life. Um, this is how I want to live. Uh, you know, these are my flaws. These are my my strengths. Um, I'm very co you know I'm confident in myself. Um, you can you come on board with that and hang out with me as my relationship. Um, but if you're not into that, then that's fine as well. So that kind of developing knowledge of who you are, and obviously that, that comes down to some internal work to recognize what actually you do want, because most people don't have any clue what they want. They've never sat down and, and really written it out and decided what they want in their life or what they want to minimize in their life. So if you haven't done that, recommend doing that. But yeah, that, that idea that when you show your true self and you're not lying because you think you might want to please someone else uh, is that you can connect with people on a much deeper level to the point where the people that are going to be attracted to you are going to be much more attracted to you because it's the real you. And then there's no level of lying or, or deceit behind it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. So there's a trap that guys get into and I, I call it the, the anxious avoidant dynamic. Uh, a lot of it's also mm -hmm. sort of master-slave master, master slave 
and you see a lot of guys and they're usually guys who felt really disempowered with women initially uh they're guys who have that pedestal uh who women didn't tend to pay a lot of attention to and so they learn game and they learn all this stuff and they they have this sort of they have this need and learning game and learning all these sort of mindset hacks or whatever not really deeper mindset stuff but just sort of like you know I'm the prize blah blah they they think that stuff and then they'll act around women they'll they'll want to 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 collect women for their own validation and they'll want to control a woman and have a woman act a certain way towards them for their own validation now the problem with that is well a it's it's like a it's a game that you can't really win you're you're constantly you're constantly going to be in this dynamic with them where you have to assert this dominance you have to do this and there's actually i mean if you do it right there's a lot of there's a lot of like pressure around it to act in a certain way but the other thing is that it sort of diminishes the woman herself and so you have this relationship of sorts that's really based on on caricatures and and larping basically play acting and yeah. there's not really a depth to it what a lot of these guys are afraid to do actually is to is to let go and to basically just say hey this is me and i don't give a fuck if you don't want to hang out with me if you don't oh you don't you don't like me right okay yeah. like get out of here and yeah. obviously understanding women and understanding game and being an attractive person in general helps with that i mean you could be a really I mean, realistically, most people who are very, very miserable individuals, they might say that, but that's more of a defense mechanism. But if you are, if you know your value and you know that you are attractive, what women will do won't, won't phase you. And you'll bring in women who really actually do care about you for who you are. I mean, it sounds like, so like, like a fantasy to a lot of guys, (laughs) but, but the key thing here is that when, when people talk about blue pill, these are guys who are really like, they don't have a good sense of self and they want a woman to act like a mother and love them unconditionally so that they feel good about themselves. Whereas this is not about like her making you feel good about yourself. This is her just accepting you or not accepting you. And so it's it's like third position, right? And people get stuck between like, like I have an addiction and it's either like I can't get my fix or I can. Whereas the third position is like, we'll get rid of your fix, need for a fix, right? Become internally validated versus externally validated. And yeah. When you have, uh, and, the, and the great thing also is that a lot of women, you know, they have their own kind of confidence issues and image issues, which guys who are so absorbed with their own problems don't see. When you kind of communicate to a girl about how okay you are with yourself, you can also start to have her be okay with herself and bring that stuff out. And I, I call these like kind of alchemical relationships. And I really believe that 
this is where where guys pre- predominantly lead and a lot of people talk about all the problems with modern women and i mean these are very accurate criticisms i'm not going to dispute reality yeah. but i think people get a lot of the inputs wrong women are a product of the men in their life and a lot of these women have had really weak fathers or they've had absent fathers or you know sometimes yeah. abusive fathers right and so they have they they just don't have a really good sense of self and so they they cling to all sorts of um things that make them harder right i'm going to i'm I, i'm going to be a bad bitch you know it's like yeah you, you look at that that girl i mean this is a this is someone who has really serious self esteem issues and so a lot of what i work on with clients is avoiding the ones that you really just can't do anything about i mean some are really far gone yeah. but it's understanding how to really i call it psychological game and it's just really being able to cut to the core of somebody but not yeah. necessarily doing it in like a mean way but just like no a, a non-judgmental way yes yes yeah but no but, i think that's huge it's like, um, gone. No, I was just gonna say, calling out the truth about about them and, and who they are and where where their blocks are. Yeah, I think yeah. When you work through that yourself, you can then look at other people and and kind of see maybe that some of the same things. And go, oh, okay, I can see why they're acting that way. And um, and then in a non non judgmental safe space, if you will, uh, with someone that you kind of develop a relationship with, you can yeah work at those deeper issues and 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 talk about that stuff to let them have their own walls kind of fall down as well um i guess that leads to a more a larger point of of doing that with everyone you know like be the source of quote-unquote happiness i guess like always be the guy in the room that's like all right cool let's get it done um and that that mindset that you don't take yourself too seriously. You're always trying to help other people and, and be open and, and tell the truth. I think there's a lot of value to doing that in today's society because people notice, man. They, they notice when someone's not just giving in to the monotony of, of whatever it is that you're doing or and not letting it get them down. Like think about when you meet someone that's just like maybe a girl that's unbelievably bubbly and smiley and, and happy to be with you. It's it's a breath, breath of fresh air and, and people you can be that force in other people's life as well. Oh yeah. I mean the being just a positive, a positive person, but not like a stupid positive person. I mean, there's, there's, you know, I mean, I suppose that even like not annoyingly positive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause I find (laughs) a lot of that stuff is actually a a defense mechanism as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just like, Oh, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Everything's great. (laughs) But, but just being, you know, relaxed and, totally trusting the flow of the situation like if something bad happens it's either fixable or survivable and not i mean it's it's what leadership really is leadership is is keeping people's spirits and in hope alive making them more resilient and people just want to be around you i mean that's and that's why i talk a lot about energy and for some people, this is such a, it's really esoteric. Why do I talk about like really serious psychological things? It's like, but, yeah, like studies and yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever, like women are drawn to your vibe and yeah. 
if if you if you bring up your vibration, if you become a, a, a positive, resourceful person and you just spread that light around, I mean, that is what women are drawn towards. And and that's why women love guys who are the, the adventurer. Because the adventurer, 100%. he has this sort of sense of whatever's around the corner, it's exciting. Like, can't, like, are, are you ready for it? Let's, like, they're always seeking seeking something that's going to just that that's going to expand life and that's going to yeah and and women are frankly bored most of the time i mean they're so bored and so as a guy if you can be positive and not boring (laughs) you're already way ahead of the curve yeah well it's girls just want to have fun you know it's 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 very true um and when you can be the guy that doesn't just sit them down for a date at a restaurant, like an expensive restaurant and go, Oh, how are you? How is, uh, work? You know, these kind of boring small talk things that maybe she's heard a hundred times before with other guys, but maybe you'll go for a, a barefoot walk in a park or, or just something out of the ordinary, but also bringing that, uh, energy, like you say with you and whatever happens on the date, just have fun with it. Um, and kind of it displays at a, a deeper level that you're a resilient person and if you go back to the evo psych side of it a more resilient person that can fix problems and doesn't matter doesn't you know stress about what's coming his way is going to be more likely to solve any problems if if you were to mate with them you know look or look after your kids or whatever so i think it's partially that as well but the attraction level of just wanting to be around people that make you feel good um, but that in turn means you have to feel good about yourself to begin with. So it all relates back to that inner work in kind of figuring out who you are, uh, at, at a deeper sense. Yeah. When you have guys who are like the reason that people default to small talk is, is not so much a matter of, they don't know what to say. It's that they're worried about what they should say. And which comes from a position of anxiety. And so they default to safety, safe conversation, yeah. which creates no no attraction at all. No attraction at all. No I mean, tension. No tension. And that's why, I mean, it's, I mean, the tension thing, this is the, this, when people talk about, well, girls love assholes. It's like a healthy girl does not love an asshole. But girls prefer assholes to quote unquote nice guys because nice guys are are really repressed and boring and they create no tension and so an asshole at the very least is creating tension the very least he's saying things that he's not trying to calibrate himself excessively around her yeah so she's going to be drawn to that and that's better than nothing and so for most women their life is is bouncing between a guy who (laughs) you know, treats her like shit, but makes her feel something and guys who kind of are going to be there for her, but don't make her feel anything. And, but if a girl meets a guy who's third position, who is able to create the tension, but is not, doesn't feel, but is also like kind and, you know, doesn't need to be a dick. Right. I mean, I don't want to be with a girl. And this is one of the things when I talk with with my clients it's like this is how you would game her she's very predictable it's easy right you can if you do these things right because this is how how she is she's a she's a broken girl she's she wants you to abuse her but 
the question is, do you want to be that guy? Because if you act as like a third position guy and you sort of speak your truth to her, but without being like, you know, like a total dick and manipulating her, eventually she's going to realize that you were something different because you didn't chase after her. But she's not going to be, be able to be with you because she's going to be looking at you like she's going to she's going to interpret any sense of kindness as being weak. Mm. And a woman who's broken like that, I mean, personally, I don't think it's I don't think it's worth it. But you have to decide for yourself if, you know, she's attractive and you want to have that control. If you're still in the power game thing, then, you know, so be it. But yeah. I like to filter those women out so that they they can appreciate this the sort of full perspective. Yeah, I think there's a, a a lot of girls out there like that and but there are also girls that aren't like that and you know maybe they had a good father figure growing up and there's a different kind of vibe to them um and I think a lot of guys get blackpilled because they think oh the average american western woman is just you know garbage or whatever but you could say that about a lot of the average dude as well it's like unexciting doesn't push himself you know all these things that that make a guy less attractive but there are enough girls out there good girls that you can find one that is going to mesh well with you for a relationship and can, to build something with like it's always i you know if someone says that to me i'll go okay well how many new girls have you talked to in the last couple of weeks oh zero. Oh, cool. So, so how do you know that every single American girl is is not worth pursuing? Like, it's this uh, narrative that gets portrayed for sometimes in young guys' spheres online. But you know, if you if there's a girl that you know acts that way, then okay, cool. Not for you. But there are girls out there. If if you delve into maybe different areas, you're not just swiping on Tinder or whatever, um, and enough to find, you know, a quality relationship, I think. Yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, soul, it's just to me, people are, are making excuses. It's, it's like, they don't yeah, want to put yeah. themselves out there. They, they scared of talking to girls. Yep. Scared of talking to girls and they have frankly, a really negative energy to themselves and so yeah. if you have a really negative energy, you're going to attract women with negative energy to the extent you attract yeah. women at all. Yeah. And that creates a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so mm. I, that's why I, I talk about these different markets. Like there's broadly two different dating markets. And so, some guys teach you how to sort of win in the bad market. But I'm, yeah. I try to get guys into the good market because it's a completely different mm-hmm. world. Like, yeah. I don't even understand, like, I, I, I understand it because I can see it objectively. I can see these people, but yeah. it's so far removed from my experience and the women that I spend time with and that, like, I don't understand how, like, they just don't want to believe the possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it The levels of... Uh, vulnerability that you expose yourself to and, and trust and all of that that opens up uh, another layer of relationships and connection with a girl that you know experiencing myself I have surface level relationships before when I was younger 
um, and then you know when you when you when you delve deeper and become more open and all that it, it unlocks like attraction you know sex gets better um, but in general you, you don't fight as much um, if at all uh, like you're both just there being who you both are and trusting each other in that and that is almost like a seed for a, this new level of relationship that might come from the two different dating markets kind of thing Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, probably the last thing that I wanted to uh, bring up with you is um, the idea of, like yeah, I think you mentioned it before, uh, the vibrational energy and how you can operate from a low vibrational mindset. So things like anger, fear, anxiety, jealousy, all those emotions which are, are tied to a sort of attachment to the ego um, and, and not really conceptualizing that your thoughts that, that might be negative that pop into your head, uh, they're not you as such. Um, so a low conscious, consciousness mindset makes it almost impossible to have a deep bond with the opposite sex. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe interested in your thoughts on that and, and, and how guys can maybe make those first steps to just be aware of their own emotions and their own uh, emotional reactions that might come into their head that they don't necessarily have to follow and get upset about and, and how that kind of correlates to the low consci consciousness mindset and the vibrational scale, if you will. Yeah, so for guys who aren't really familiar with it, uh, Hawking's was one of the, the really big people who pioneered this scale. Uh, it's called, I think the book that describes it is called Power Versus Force. But there's another, the book actually that I read that was more, that kind of informed, like I was developing this and as usual, like you're kind of playing around with some ideas and, and someone on my, on my email list, which I recommend you guys get on for, you know, the almost daily emails, but he yeah. he sent me a PDF of this book, and like by by a guy named Dodson, and it was called Levels of Energy, and it was like, oh okay, I've I'm reading basically what somebody's already developed. Like this is like saves me two years of of reasoning <laughs> to try to like put it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really just revelatory. I mean, I, I went through it, and so the, the idea behind it is that you have these different levels of, 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 of energy, right? But when you're at, at different points in this, in this vibration field, and it's not like a clear cut, it's not like a hard science, no, but there are, real. there are trends to it. And so on the very, very low levels, you have druggies, people who are just in complete, like on the verge of suicide, like suicide is, is the bottom of the of the yeah. tier pretty much and then yeah. <clears throat> you move from there to people who are really trying to numb themselves which is where they're starting to abuse substances and then they start to get into a position of of uh of, of sort of like fear like like victim like someone's gonna hit me someone's gonna abuse me uh the world's out to get me and then it it moves up to anger and pride and anger and pride and the ability to inf inflict sort of punishment on others, that's the top of the bottom. 
because anger is actually like a big improvement and this is a this is why you have to be really nuanced about people like there's some guys out in the the dating world who get guys who have been really beaten down in their experiences with women and by life and gets them really angry at women and the reality is that to be fair that's actually healthy in a sense quote unquote yeah for guys who are on the verge of like ending it all because their life is so bad because they've been beaten up so much because the anger that sense of pride that's that that actually pulls them up the vibrational scale now yes exactly if they because there's at least now some agency like i can do something about it right yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's that, that idea, idea that, that you know, you use your, your anger, anger to fuel you uh, yes. to improvement. And and I I call that a lot of dark, I call that dark energy. And so when you see mm-hmm. guys who are using this sort of envy, um, greed, power, like seeking out power, this is. I mean, it. it some guys can get really motivated by that and they can achieve a lot of successful stuff. Like you, you see a lot of people who are very successful who have pockets who, who, are, who maybe exist in this anger pride stage because it fuels them. Now it's not healthy for them. They don't have a good life, but um, I mean, they might even superficially have a good life, but in terms of looking on their inner emotional state, you're not going to see that these people are, are like, there are ways that you could jab these people that would really hurt them. Like there's yeah. tons and tons of pain points. So you move out yeah. from, from there and you start to get into more of like a, like a, a mid vibration level where people don't really have much of a, they're, they're sort of like going with the flow, but they're not really, how do I put it? This is what Dodson says. It's sort of like the normies, right? They're yeah. just sort of in a state of responsiveness to things. They're not like a they're yeah. not like not that afraid. bad, not that good. Yeah, just going with the motions. Where yeah, where things start to really shift, you start to shift in the higher vibration, is when you have courage. And when you know what, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to do this. Yeah, and that's important because if you were really to define on a big range what's the difference between low vibration and high vibration it's fear versus love really that's what it is because once you once you take courage you've left fear and from there it starts to go into things like you know like uh entrepreneurship and then you know just seeking knowledge for the sake of seeking knowledge right so there is actually just being being sort of intellectually curious is very high vibration. Um, curiosity actually in general is a very high vibration trait because curiosity yeah. is, is pursuit of, of learning without agenda just for the sake of yeah. the love of it. And then yeah. you get to the really higher, higher tiers and it's, it's, lo- it's love and humor, like laughing. Like that's why people who, who have a really good sense of humor um, not like the dark kind of sense of humor where it's sort of like, hey, I look disgusting, aha, uh-huh, you know, like that kind of stuff. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that stuff. That's really cringy. Yeah, but, it is. But people who just find humor in 
in even bad situations, like they they can just like it's not a big deal, and be, to be able to surrender to the flow of things. I mean, that is really raw with the punches. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like nothing can get them down. Um, now, to to be a little bit more precise here, obviously, as humans, we experience a range of different emotions, and there's going to be times where you feel anger. There's going to be times when you, you know, feel fear, right? Um, although hopefully, you know, less and less, right? So the way to look at this is not that you are one thing or another. It's sort of like you have a range. And the way I talk about it is that there's certain pockets. You might have pockets that bring you down into a lower vibration field. And so a lot of the deep work is resolving those pockets so you can't get triggered, so to speak, and <laughs> and fall back down there. Because there's some people, there's a lot of guys, I mean they are fundamentally high vibration like and you can tell that they are like they they have a lot of love within them they're they're not mm. but but they have a lot of pain pockets that bring them down into lower positions and so once those get resolved they actually are just phenomenal and i think in some ways it's easier those guys have it easier than than ones who are just sort of on the the lower, more middle, the, the, you know, the normie kind of like, I haven't woken up. I'm not really yeah. thinking about anything. Like there's a lot yeah. more repression there in my perspective, at least because the awareness is how you really change things. If you don't have awareness, how can you, how can you grow? Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, Pat, um, I want to say thank you for coming on the Soulcast. Uh, I feel like we had a great conversation. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to kind of mention? Where can people find you online? Uh, and yeah. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Pat underscore Stedman. That's S-T-E-D-M-A-N. And for the list in the masterclass and stuff, I mean, it's probably easier just to... Like you're you're gonna see me on Twitter posting that stuff. Um, I presume most of the people watching the Soulcast are on Twitter. So yeah, yeah, probably Pat underscore <laughs> Stedman. But you can also find me on my website patstedman.com. Cool, awesome man. Well, thanks so much, um, and see you next time. Yep, thanks for having me on Soul. See you.